0: The world around us isn't merely a backdrop, but a living entity, pulsating with stories and mysteries. It's not just the rock we paint the story of our lives on, it too is alive. It breathes and evolves with us. The sprawling plains, the secretive valleys, and towering mountains, the land itself, is an intricate story to be discovered. It is here, in this sanctuary, that nourishes us, shields us, and beckons us into adventures both daunting and wondrous. That one discerns not only the world's true essence, but the depths of one's own heart. This Bushman folk tale is of Ko, a young woman, and her extraordinary metamorphosis into the mountains themselves. This is Bushman Myths and Legends, and you are listening to The Law Network. Part 3. Ko, the Sleeping Mountain We find ourselves in a time where the skies were cloaked in an eternal azure dusk and the cosmos still lacked the luminous dance of the sun, moon, and stars. Within this unique expanse, Ko, the eldest offspring of the venerable night and the enigmatic darkness, lived a quiet, harmonious life. Her heart belonged to a charismatic son of the legendary praying mantis. Together, they carved out a life as joyous as the chime of laughter within this peculiar world. Around her slender neck, Ko wore the enchanted necklace crafted with minuscule tortoise shells, a gift from her mother, which she never dared to remove, understanding its profound significance. In a land of plenty, just as her mother had foretold, tortoises roamed in abundance, providing Ko and her kin a constant source of sustenance. But with this bounty came a temptation Ko grew enamoured with the rich, unique flavour of tortoise meat. It wasn't just the taste that bewitched her, but the ease at which this meal could be procured. The slow, deliberate pace of the tortoises made them easy to find and collect without any effort. This convenience, however, came at a cost. The age-old adage of excess leading to one's downfall began to manifest in Ko. As she consumed tortoise after tortoise, a transformation took hold of her. Her once lively walk began to slow, mirroring the deliberate crawl of her favoured meal. With every passing day, slowness crept into her bones, draining her of her once abundant energy. The mere act of wandering into the bush, a task previously done with ease, became a formidable effort, consuming the entirety of her day. This transformation wasn't just physical, Co's vivacious spirit that once danced through the house, caring for her family, had waned. Her husband, a man of vigour and commitment, beseeched her, eyes filled with concern, to relinquish her singular craving and return to the embrace of their family. But his pleas, heartfelt and desperate, had no effect, and he could have just as well have spoken them to the tortoise shells around her neck. This led to many disagreements between the couple, as Ko moved slower and slower every day, deaf to the pleas of her family. He and their child refused to ever eat of the tortoise meat, fearing that they too would become slow and lazy. The poor young man just had to keep doing everything. He would hunt, gather food, gather wood, make the fire, mend the clothes, clean the house, and tend to their child. It became so bad and so affected was Ko by her diet, that he eventually, on some days, even had to collect the tortoises for her. The rift between them deepened with every passing day, the once harmonious life they shared, now marred by Ko's increasing dependence and her husband's growing resentment. His footsteps grew heavy, not from exhaustion, but from the weight of responsibility and worry. The days when they shared laughter and dreams now felt like distant memories, Their daughter watched with innocent eyes filled with sadness as her mother moved slower and slower. He and their child never touched the tortoise meat fearing that they too would become slow and lazy. Their humble abode, once filled with joy and music, now echoed with the sounds of sighs and the crackling of the fire. Even as Ko's husband shouldered the entire weight of their household, there were days when his love for her shone through as he would fetch her beloved tortoises hoping to see a spark of the woman he fell in love with. But each time, he was met with the same slow-moving distant gaze, a heartbreaking reminder of the woman lost to the enchantment of the tortoise meat. One day the young man had left home to hunt for food, and Ko was once again in the bush collecting tortoises. Alone outside their humble dwelling, their daughter was engrossed in a game, assembling an imaginative scene with little more than sticks, rocks, and the golden sand. Every pebble and twig was a character in her narrative, a world where rock lions chased stick antelopes. But as she knelt there, immersed in her tale, a shadow, larger and more defined than the others, began to fall across her playground. Slowly lifting her gaze, the sudden realization struck her. Standing just feet away was a formidable baboon, its posture aloof with an air of superiority over the child. The moment seemed to stretch endlessly, the silence of the savannah punctuated only by the soft rustling of the wind and the distant echoing calls of wildlife. The baboon's eyes were intense and calculating as he asked in a gruff and dismissive tone where the girl's parents were and in reply the girl said that her father was hunting and would be back soon. The baboon told her that he was more interested in where her mother was. The girl realized that the baboon's intentions were not friendly and therefore didn't want to tell the baboon that her mother was just over a hill collecting tortoises. She told the baboon that she didn't know where she was and that she had left the house before the girl woke up that morning. In the dim light of the Kalahari afternoon, tension hung in the air like a thick fog. The baboon's eyes, dark and intense, seemed to pierce through the girl's very soul. His voice, a grating whisper, held a dangerous edge as he questioned the child about her parents. Her heart raced. She could sense his malevolence. Drawing upon an inner strength, the girl spoke, her voice quivering but determined, offering a half-truth about her mother's whereabouts. I don't know where she is. She left before I woke up, she said. She had hoped her words would deter the baboon, but the creature's eyes never wavered, as if peeling away the layers of her little deception. The baboon looked down at the girl for a long time and then, without emotion, told her that he knew she was lying. The girl told him to believe whatever he wants to and went on playing with her wooden toys. Silence ensued for what felt like an eternity, interrupted only when the baboon, in one swooping motion, slapped the toys away from in front of the little girl. The atmosphere grew colder, his rage palpable. He angrily asked the girl whether she knew why he was looking for her mother. The girl silently shook her head. The baboon told her that the piece of leather that tied the shells of her necklace together was made from baboon skin, not just any baboon either. It was made from the skin of the baboon's own brother, and he wanted it returned to him. The weight of the disclosure hung between them. The air grew tense, the balance of power between the two now precariously poised. Amidst the tension-laden atmosphere, the girl's calm was disconcerting even to the beastly baboon. Her composure, so uncharacteristic for someone her age, exuded an unsettling defiance. The baboon, who expected tears or pleas, was met with a simple, indifferent shrug. There's a certain power in stillness, and the girl wielded it well. His temper slightly checked by the child's audacity, the baboon cast a dubious gaze into the family's dwelling. He turned slowly, and just as he was about to disappear behind the hut, he looked around to the girl and told her that he would be back the following day, and then he would rip the baboon leather string from her mother's neck. She didn't look up at him, not wanting to betray the fear in her eyes. Her reply was soft and measured. You've obviously never met my father. When she looked up, the baboon was gone. As the evening shadows began to lengthen, the girl's father returned, his strong form seeming more prominent as he carried the slowly moving coat into their home. Placing her gently onto a woven mat, his concerned gaze shifted to his daughter. She recounted the tale of the ancient baboon, her voice tinged with a mixture of fear and defiance. The father's brow furrowed, his usually jovial eyes darkened with worry. "'Ah, I've heard tales of this shapeshifter,' he whispered, pulling his daughter close. Long ago, in search of greater power and advantage, he transformed himself into the large baboon. Yet, as time slipped away, so did his memories of his true self. Trapped in the form of a baboon, his soul became restless and his anger grew. His fury at the world is perhaps a reflection of his own internal torment.' With concern, she asked her father whether he thought the baboon was serious. The young man nodded and told the girl that he had no doubt that the baboon was very serious. And dangerous, too. Hugging his daughter tighter, he continued. But remember this. Our spirits are strong and our bonds unbreakable. Together, as a family, we can face anything. The certainty in his voice gave the little girl hope even in the face of impending danger. Now the girl was filled with concern for her mother and begged her father not to go into the bush to collect food the following day. She was afraid of what the brutal old baboon would do to his mother. The young man placed his loving hand on the girl's head and whispered that there was nothing to fear from the old one. After all, he and the girl shared the blood of the mighty mantis and did not have to fear the threats of an old baboon. This filled the girl with so much confidence that she did not notice the grave concern in her father's eyes. The vast Kalahari plain stretched out endlessly, its golden hues providing a contrasting backdrop to the ominous silhouette of the approaching baboon. The wind, almost as if sensing the tension, began to whip up tiny sandstorms around them. It rustled the grass and played with the little girl's hair making it dance in frantic rhythms. She felt the weight of the baboon's shadow long before he stopped before her. Looking at her toys, she took a steadying breath, each tiny heartbeat echoing loudly in her ears. The ominous hush was palpable, broken only by the raspy inhale and exhale of the looming figure above her. When she finally dared to look up, her dark eyes locked with the baboon's, a pair filled with anger and an insatiable desire for retribution the air around them grew thick the tension palpable as the baboon growled his demand where is she but the little girl fueled by her father's words and the courage they'd instilled met his gaze head-on saying nothing her silence a defiance in itself without ceremony or pause the baboon thrust the girl to one side making a beeline for the hut inside The gentle rhythm of Ko's breathing hinted at a peace that was about to be shattered. The sight of her, bathed in the gentle glow filtering through the entrance, her necklace a subtle reminder of a debt unpaid, seemed to ignite the rage within the baboon even more. Primal and malicious intent settled upon him. Yet, just as he was about to pounce, the calm, unwavering voice of the girl's father pierced the tension. Old one, he called. Emanating authority and determination, the baboon caught off guard, whipped around to face this new threat, exposing sharp, menacing teeth. Emerging from the shadows was the young man, his face a mask of steely determination, bow in hand. The sharp tip of the arrow was a silent promise of the lengths he'd go to protect his family. The balance of power seemed to shift in that moment, from the old, angered creature to the steadfast guardian of the homestead. The baboon, while formidable, hesitated under the unyielding gaze of the man. The two opponents stood locked in a silent standoff, each weighing their next move in this dangerous game. In the dimming light, the tension between the baboon and the young man was palpable, like the tautness of the string on the bow. Each word was a loaded arrow, each look filled with the promises of a looming battle. The baboon, his eyes burning with rage, declared possessively, It's mine! The young man, unwavering and stern, responded, It's not. The atmosphere was thick with danger, as the baboon threatened, I will rip it from her throat! Every ounce of his being radiated his intent. In the stillness of the moment, the young man's voice rang clear, steely and uncompromising. Then, you will die right here, right now. It was a simple declaration of a truth he was ready to uphold. For what seemed an age, they locked gazes, two formidable forces in an unyielding standoff. The air crackled with tension, as each moment lingered, drawn out to almost breaking point. But, in the end, the baboon, perhaps sensing the unwavering mettle of the young man, began to recede, his steps heavy yet measured. His departing words, dripping with venom and the promise of revenge hung heavily in the atmosphere enjoy this moment of triumph it will be fleeting i'll return with my kin then not only will i claim what's mine but will reduce this home to rubble and exact our vengeance the vast landscape echoed the young man's final response as cold as the night wind i'll be here waiting The stage was set for a confrontation that would echo in the annals of their history as the morning arrived dispersing the misty tendrils of the previous night the young man and his daughter emerged from the safety of their dwelling within ko's gentle breath still painted the rhythms of a deep slumber just as the man bent to feed the hungry embers of their fire a sudden weight clung to his leg the tremors of his daughter's fear vibrated up through him pulling his gaze upward toward the horizon. From the distance, silhouetted against the waking sky, stood the menacing figure of the baboon. For a moment, time itself seemed to pause. The unspoken animosity was tangible as their eyes met, one filled with vengeance and malice, the other a calm resolve. With a single, guttural bark, the old baboon broke the stillness, sending a chilling message of impending doom. As if beckoned by this sinister call, dark shapes began to materialize around him. One by one, the hills seemed to come alive, giving birth to more menacing baboon silhouettes. Their numbers grew, their barks merging into an overwhelming cacophony of rage. In a heartbeat, the horizon transformed. No longer a quiet, peaceful landscape but a tidal wave of snarling, teeth-bearing fury hurtling toward the lone man, his vulnerable daughter, and the unknowing co inside the hut. The morning's serenity was shattered, replaced by the looming storm of a deadly confrontation. The young man moved quickly, his bow sliding off his shoulder and into his hand in one swift movement. The first arrow struck a baboon in the chest, instantly cutting him down, sending dust into the air, where his lifeless body slid to a stop on the sand. Again and again, the young man loosed his arrows, his aim true and deadly. Baboon after baboon met their end as they rushed towards the grass hut. He reached down to take another arrow, but this time his hand grabbed nothing but air, for his arrows were spent, leaving them defenceless and at the mercy of the ravenous pack of baboons rushing ever closer. The young man put his arm around his daughter in expectation of the inevitable. In that seemingly hopeless moment, where despair hung thick in the air, a familiar face made its appearance. The revered praying mantis, in all his age-old wisdom, delicately fluttered into the scene, choosing the roof of the straw hut as his perch. Upon seeing her grandfather, a beacon of joy and relief danced in the little girl's eyes. With a warmth, Mantis bestowed upon his granddaughter a smile that held centuries of tails. He then took a deep breath and exhaled gently, the tenderness of which sent a slight draught swirling around the pair. Before long, this breeze intensified, wrapping the duo in a protective shroud of dust. Baboons, initially hell-bent on their objective, now hesitated, uncertainty evident in their stance. However, their leader, with an air of authority and raw aggression, voiced his defiance with a thunderous bark continuing his charge towards the hut. The swirling wind around the father and daughter, fueled by ancient magic, expanded its embrace, cloaking their humble abode from impending peril. In the very heart of the whirlwind, two colossal shadows took form, born from the dust and mystique. As they stretched out, they revealed themselves to be grand wings each flap releasing gusts that seemed to command the very forces of nature. With each majestic beat, they stirred stronger whirlwinds, the very embodiment of power and grace. From the Mantis' ancient enchantment, the young father had transformed into a bird of colossal stature, its grandeur matched only by its commanding presence as it ascended with regal grace. And his daughter. Her voice was no longer her own, she had transformed into a hauntingly loud echo, reverberating with the might of a tempest's roar. These forces combined, the fierce wind and the piercing echo, was a spectacle that seemed to shake the very foundation of the earth. Trees were uprooted, large stones were hurled into the air, and the advancing baboons were caught in this furious storm. Some were flung aside by the raging debris, while others were left staggering their vision blurred by the storm of sand and ears ringing with the relentless echo. Disoriented and overwhelmed by the sudden turn of events, those who still had the semblance of sense retreated, scattering in all directions in a desperate bid to escape the unrelenting maelstrom. As the veil of dust gradually cleared, there, getting back to his feet, yet visibly defeated on the distant hill, was the Old One, Every inch of him displayed the marks of battle, yet his spirit remained defiant. He raised his arm, the muscles taut, and clenched his fingers into a fierce fist, aiming it at the young man as a symbol of unbroken resistance. It's not over, he bellowed with a voice that carried the weight of vendettas old and new. We won't let Ko know peace, not until that leather strap is back where it belongs. The words, though fierce, were tinged with desperation. But he wasn't done. His voice, now darker and filled with menace, added, Even in death, she'll find no sanctuary. We'll dance atop her resting place and disturb the very ground she lies beneath. Time and time again. She'll find no solace in the afterlife. With one last lingering, resentful gaze, the old one turned away, his silhouette gradually fading as he ventured farther into the vast horizon. Unbeknownst to the young man, Ko had awakened during the fierce battle. The weight of the necklace, heavy not with its physical form but with the responsibility it bore, was a tangible reminder against her skin. Ko's heart ached with realization. The relentless pursuit of the baboons, their ravenous eyes, and the promise of ceaseless conflict were all for the leather strap around her neck. She pondered the consequences of parting with the necklace visions of barren lands and starving faces emerged. Her heart wrestled with the realisation that to save her loved ones she might have to make an unimaginable sacrifice, one that could affect the world around them. With the weight of this decision bearing down on her, Cole felt the familiar tug of maternal instinct, urging her to protect her family at all costs. Drawing a shaky breath, she took a step towards the edge of their home. Stealing herself, she cast one last lingering look at the silhouettes of her brave husband and the unwavering spirit of her daughter. The pull of their bond, intertwined with love and memories, threatened to halt her steps, but the gravity of her decision propelled her forward. With the weight of her choice resting heavily upon her shoulders, Co-merged with the darkness, becoming a silent shadow, drifting away from everything she held dear, The young man and the girl were devastated when they discovered that she was gone. Their home was filled with an agonizing silence. The young man, with a heavy heart and hope, clinging desperately to every beat, clutched his daughter's hand. Together they set forth, searching each corner, calling out Ko's name, letting it echo across the land, hoping for a whisper of a reply. Days felt like years as they journeyed through unfamiliar terrain their feet growing weary, but spirits never faltering. Their path eventually led them to the base of a majestic mountain range, its peaks hidden behind the clouds. Intuition nudged them forward, urging them to ascend, perhaps in hopes of seeing something, anything, from a vantage point. The climb was strenuous, but the pair pressed on, driven by an unyielding hope. As they finally reached the summit, they were greeted with a panorama of unparalleled beauty. The endless world stretched out before them. The young man took a deep breath, the crisp mountain air filling his lungs. He held his daughter close, the warmth of their bond providing some solace in their shared sorrow. They sat side by side, letting the serene landscape calm their restless hearts. They looked beyond the horizon, scanning each nook and cranny, each shadow and light fervently hoping for a sign of their beloved Co. My! But you are a beautiful pair sitting here in my lap! The sleepy mountain spoke beneath their feet. It was a voice they knew all too well. The father and daughter sat in stunned silence, trying to process what they had just heard. The earth beneath them felt warm and comforting, a stark contrast to the cold dread they'd felt when they discovered Ko missing. They had traversed challenging landscapes and now they realized that their journey had brought them directly to her. The voice, in her sleepy but gentle tone, explained that after leaving their home and walking for what felt like an eternity, she became very hungry and once again ate the tortoises she found on the way. She became so tired that she fell into a deep slumber and turned into the mountains. Here she would rest for eternity in peace and comfort without having to remove the necklace and doom her family to eternal hunger. Tears welled up in the young man's eyes as he reached down, running his fingers over the rocky ground beneath him. Every grain, every pebble, he now recognised as a piece of Ko's essence. The thought that she had made such a sacrifice brought both pain and pride. She had become a part of nature, an enduring symbol of love and sacrifice, to ensure that their world would remain nourished and bountiful. After expressing her love and admiration for her husband and daughter, Ko once more descended into a deep, unending sleep. There she would forever lay in peace. The mountains, embodying her tranquil spirit, stood as a testament to her sacrifice. It is said that even today those who visit the mountains can still feel the breeze of the bird's wings and hear the echo of the girl as father and daughter visit Ko every day. The baboons, burning with the weight of unquenched vengeance, never truly found peace. Their descendants, even to this day, can be seen upon the mountain slopes, restlessly turning over every stone in a vain endeavor to perturb her spirit. Yet, amidst their ceaseless endeavors, Ko remains undisturbed, enveloped in a profound and everlasting slumber. Their curse had turned on them, For indeed, it was the baboons who could never find peace. Next time, we'll encounter the tale of the Windbird. This is Bushman Myths and Legends, and you are listening to The Law Network.